everyone. My name is Sylvia Gorajek and this is Silicon Valley Show. Today my guest is Eric Dew, CEO of Bullseye. Eric and his team are working on a very cool gadget that is letting all of us be even more connected to our devices. Hello Eric, it's so nice to have you here. Hi Sylvia, it's a pleasure to be here. Tell us about the ring. That's your product, right? And yes. um, so what is it and how did the idea come up? So the ring is just this circular product called the ring. It's minimally intrusive. It's all machined aluminum. It opens, it rotates 360 degrees. And when I have it now in my hand, it'll fit on any case, any phone, any tablet. It allows me to hold my device rather than worrying about clutching it. So now I can actually use it very easily. It rotates very smoothly. I can actually flip it over and grab my child. I can grab a beer, a glass of water, my door handle, whatever I need to do instantly and get back to whether I'm texting on a phone call. And now I can actually use my device. You know, it's the same thing. I can put this on a tablet and it works fabulously. We give you basically the strength, mm -hmm. the confidence, the comfort and the style to use your mobile device. How did the idea come up? So it's an evolution of a lot of pain points that we all have, right? I, like a lot of people, use my phone all day long. I, when I go to clients, I would typically want to use it as a stand so I can actually see what's going on and keep track of things throughout the day. Because when the phone's flat, it's not a very good viewing angle. And there are a lot of options out there for that. But none of, they all have to be carried with you, right? But I thought, well, you know, there's cases that do that. Why would I waste my time and effort um, creating something that's already out there? So rather than just have something that's only a one-off or one single purpose, I was like, okay, well, what else can this do? What else can I create for this product? And giving you something that attaches in a very comfortable, familiar way with a ring that has a very smooth interface, just like a, a wedding band or anything that you would typically put on your finger, um, now I'm getting attached to it and I can use it rather than just as a stand. And so does it work on all devices? This or? will work on all devices. So All devices or can you also attach, attach it to a case? You can. So I have this on a case and I have it on a tablet on a clear case so I can show that if I take this off, it's just a, it's a 3M adhesive. So it's like a sticker? Yep. Okay. Just a sticker. It's a peel and stick. So we provide it to you in a box, just like this. Um, the ring, we have an isopropyl white pad so you can clean off any oils and whatnot before you stick it. And being a 3M adhesive, we give you a peel tab, peel it off, stick it on, and you're ready to go. That sounds super cool. I'm thinking, are there many of these things out there already? There are a few. Um, some of them do a great job at what they focus on. A lot of them don't. When did you start working on this? Uh, about a year and a half ago. year and a half. Yeah. And how many of you are there in, uh, in your startup right now? So there's three of us. Um, Jeff Knopp, George Caliendo and myself. We partnered, split the company three ways um, and really focused on building a brand. Uh, we're really aware that, yes, this is a great product. But in the end, we're another manufacturing marketing company and they're all over the place. So how are we going to differentiate ourselves besides an initial product? So we spent the time and effort to really build a brand behind us and that's what we want to promote. 
So the three founders, mm-hmm. um, are all of you having different skills, complementary skills that you feel like you don't need any more employees? Uh, how would you describe this? So the three founders, we were all friends. I do a lot of kite surfing. Uh, I met Jeff Knopp through kite surfing, uh, his friend George through their friendship. Uh, two just fabulous people. They brought a wealth of experience that I had even no idea with because in talking about the product, well, let me take a step back. In order for them to be attracted to mm-hmm. this as a product and to go forward as a company, um, I started as the idea and having this as a picture or a rendering really doesn't attract your attention because there's a barrier when you look at something like this. Oh, it's another accessory to attach to your phone. Oh, it's whatever. You know, people don't want to attach things to their phones. Bulky cases, whatever it is. Everything's a compromise. Mm-hmm. So in order to really have people understand what we're providing, I had to get a prototype. Um, I worked through all the drawings. I've realized that the market was there. Uh, looked at all the competitors, found nothing anywhere close to what we're providing. And after all of that, I found um, a machinist in San Francisco, uh, David Liu. He's um, actually right over here in the mission. We worked really well to come up with a prototype that was pretty close to this. You know, it had some issues, didn't spend the time and money on certain things. It became a functional prototype that I could use and really vet Okay, is this really going to work? And I was able to show that to them, to Jeff and George. Never mind, at the time, I was going around to a lot of the Bay Area talks, uh, startup meetings, uh, meetup.com has a lot of great places to go to. Um, I had gone to the Shark Tank in San Francisco to, with that Jose de Dios puts on. Really got a feeling for who the key people are in the Bay Area, some great feedback in terms of building a business, going through the startup process, um, supply chains, all of this. Did a lot of research on it. And during that time, really, we sat down outside at George's house one day, and Jeff had seen this. He's like, Dude, George, you gotta see this. This is amazing. We showed it to George. He was blown away. He was like, this is amazing. He was in love. And it, it, he was instantly in love. And you know, we asked him, well, how much would you pay for this? And he hit the number right on the nose. You know, we're looking for a 20 to $30 price at that time. Um, retail after we go on Kickstarter will be $29.95. And it just really fit. And after talking to investors and everything else, we decided, hey, look, they can bring some investment. I've got the idea. Let's form a company and really go forward with this. So you're bootstrapping right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and are you doing this full time, all of you? Uh, so two of us are, myself and Jeff. <clears throat> I was doing consulting work up until January 1st, and now that has stopped and this is full time. So that's a great start of the new year. It is. It feels really good. It's a little scary. Uh, not having any money coming in at the moment is definitely something to be concerned with, but we've set ourselves up um, so that now that we're in the Kickstarter campaign, that's going to go through. We can get some proof of concept in the market. Um, people can really start to see what we're providing. And hopefully in a short enough time frame, we can turn that around and really push forward. Right now, we are during the Kickstarter campaign. Yes. And let's talk about it in a moment. But I still want to ask, what were you doing before doing so, this? I have a long, varied history. 
I have an undergrad in interior architecture. I practiced interior architecture for about five years after college. That gave me some great design foundations. I got really attracted to doing networking, uh, AutoCAD network systems for businesses. That got me into doing IT systems, server farms, virtual, um, anywhere from a one-person office to a 300-person office. I've done that for about 15 years, and I've had businesses that I've started along the way, pluses and minuses. Um, one of them was a yoga bag business that I started. Really, in, I love doing yoga. I love, I created a yoga backpack. Um, but I realized once again, it was a smaller market. But that really kicked me into going back to school, getting my master's, um, and really pushing forward with realizing, all right, I love doing this. I love the business process. I didn't have enough information. I didn't have enough uh, education, I realized, to really push through all the business points. Getting my master's, coming out of that, really helped me analyze the market, any product that I was coming up with, and say, okay, is this something I really want to commit to? Because there's, people have tons of ideas. You know, there's a saying that it's 5% idea. I think it's actually 1% or less. Um, you can have a fabulous idea. We all know this, I think. And if you can't push it and promote it and really give a quality product, it's still an idea. Speaking of ideas, so once you had this idea, were you concerned about sharing it with others or were you so comfortable knowing that idea is just this 1% and like we, I need to find the team that's most important? All the above. Um, you know, one of the biggest things you hear, especially in Silicon Valley, when you talk to anyone about building a business is who's your team? And when it was just me, I was really concerned about finding a team because I, I knew I could not do this on my own. You but know? you were not concerned about sharing the idea. I was concerned about that for you sure. Were. Everyone is so attached oh, yeah. to their idea, right? They, they know that, okay, someone will know about this. They will for sure like start company tomorrow and go, go with it, right? But that's not really the case. Do you have the same impression right now that maybe it's not that important to be so secretive about your idea? It comes with experience, the change yes. in your impression, right? So when I started doing this and showing the product, I was mortified to share the idea for exactly the reason you're talking about. Someone in China is going to find it, they're going to rip it off. I'm not even patented yet because that's a whole other process. Um, you talk, enough people to, talk to enough people in the industry and you realize no investor is going to talk to you unless you share your ideas. Nobody's going to give you any traction. You can't get any feedback until you share your idea. So it becomes trying to find the right people who are vested in their image to be able to share it comfortably. I mean, sharing it with just anybody, I wasn't open to, but I found some great key investors, some great business people to talk to, and they really helped me feel comfortable sharing the idea before I even had it patented because I realized this isn't something I can patent on my own. I've done that in the past. It's too complicated. You know, we've got to do a full utility patent. We've got to do multiple design patents. We've got to do all the trademarking before I could even talk to somebody outside the business. Um, and that's why it was so important to find partners and some key players that we've partnered with. And I know that still you filed a patent. Mm -hmm. At what stage did you decide that this is the right moment to do this? Do you think that it's important to do this at the very beginning or at what point exactly? So 
I had gone through and gotten a prototype made that cost me personally about ten dollars to $12,000. Um, that allowed me to actually talk to people in a way that, be, that would be interested in this. Uh, George and Jeff being great business partners and founding the company together, that was the point I realized that's when we needed the patent. Um, one, it's not something I could have gone and spent $500 or $1,000 at the patent office and drawn up myself. I've done that in the past, great, for a very simple product. Knowing that this is a global application, we knew that we needed you know, proper IP lawyers, and we did that once we incorporated, because then we had some income that we could actually put towards it. And yes, lawyers are expensive, right? We all know this, but when you look at it as the investment for your company, that's your seed. And that was really the point where once we got our patents taken care of, we could then go to the rest of the market and show it and get some more feedback for you know, manufacturing, for marketing, for you know, possible investment. You know, we, we realized that that doesn't cover you from people taking your idea, copying it, making another product exactly the same if they want. But they're going to still need to spend the same resources as we did to do it. And yeah, there are a lot of people that have a lot of money already to do this, and that's why we also realized we need to have the best product we can make so that people come back to us. Let's talk about Kickstarter. It just launched, kicked off, right? A yes. couple days ago. Yes. And it's already... I think we're... Almost halfway? We're... I checked this morning, I think we're at about $5,600. Uh, we had about 110 backers already. Um, we've only done friends and family marketing for it so far. Um, this coming week, we're going to really start pushing hard on the rest of our advertising. Kickstarter has been great. Um, it looks like it's going to be successful. I think so. You know, we did put on a fairly low uh, number to hit for our target. Uh, that will help prove the product. It'll help prove the interest. Uh, we'll get a little bit of cash flow. Um, we are really looking towards a higher number than our minimum. And the feedback that we've gotten has been phenomenal. It's, you know, Jeff and I are out on the street almost every day talking to people. We hand out cards that have the Kickstarter on it, the website, so that we, they can remember when they go home and sign up. So we're at, we've talked to, you know, let's take example CES. Um, they're really linked for us. CES happened the week before we launched on Kickstarter. Uh, one of our great vendors that we talk with is John Emmons. He's a fantastic B2B person. Um, he's really helped us push it to a few key players initially, and he really helped us time when we should be doing the Kickstarter. And CES being the week before was fantastic because we went, we didn't have a booth, we didn't even know if we were going to have products, so we didn't know if we could get a booth, right? And we went to CES just with product in hand, just walking around talking to people, to how many people do you think you were talking a day? I know we handed out close to a thousand cards. Oh my gosh. And, or more in the three days that we were there. Like every time talking to someone? Every single minute. The beautiful thing is everybody has a mobile device. Everybody is our market. After Kickstarter, what are your plans for the ring? Uh, good question. Obviously we want to spread the word of the ring to as many people as we can. We so you plan to be selling globally? Globally. This is a product that as everybody as can use. Yeah. As fast and uh, realistic as possible, mm -hmm. right? And that's really the great side that George and Jeff bring to this as well, is they have 
they come from a background of finance. Um, they've both been in that industry for years. They both understand you know, the sales and marketing process, uh, really following up with key players and, and our customers. And that really allows us to grow in a responsible way. And that's exactly what we want. We want to take this to every country, every person, everyone that's possible, because that is our market. Um, we're starting here is great. And having that vision really helps us look where we're going. How about the investors? Uh, right now you're bootstra bootstrapping and you're launching the campaign, but are you also planning to get any um, investment? So we are happy to talk to investors. Um, we've talked to plenty already. Uh, we're happy to talk to more. We really are about trying to line up and mitigate the risk for you as an end user all along the way. So um, to check it all first and like have first clients, right? Mm -hmm. And see how it all works out, have it all validated Correct. and then go to investors. At this point of your business, are you aware of any mistakes that you might have mm -hmm. done so far? Great question. Uh, mistakes, it's a tough word, right? Um, you can't grow without mistakes. You can't grow without making failures. Some things I may have done differently in hindsight. Uh, I tend to want to push things a little quicker than you really need to give. Um, and that is where it's been invaluable partnering with George and Jeff. Uh, they bring such a great, calm experience to things. You know, we play off of each other so well. And even if this was just a, a co-founder situation, it wouldn't work nearly as well as it is. Having three people really helps along the way because then you never end up with one person against the other. There's always another person to really give a third perspective. And we've had some pretty heated moments, not necessarily against each other, but when you're really trying to push a product out, even getting our Kickstarter launch. A lot of nerves and energy goes into this, right? Having, I think if we were a two-person co-founded company, we might have some more issues, but having three really well-rounded people with a lot of experience has really helped the process come through. I also wanted to know a little more about you. And so are you coming from here, Silicon Valley, or did you move here at some point? So I was born and raised around Boston, uh -huh. uh, schooling at UMass Amherst. Um, practicing architecture on the East Coast, moving into tech. I was director of IT at JSA Inc. in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, helped them expand up and down the East Coast in that role. And a friend of mine moved out here to San Francisco. He had gone to Stanford. I met him through bicycle racing. I used to do a lot of mountain bike racing on the East Coast. He got me into road racing. I came out here on vacation, had such a fabulous time in San Francisco in the Bay Area. It really fits my lifestyle, uh, the people, the environment, the attitude, the opportunity. Um, I fell in love with it. I mean, so many people this happens to, right? And it sounds cliche. I went home, I waited six months, thought, is, was that a dream? Was that really what I can have as a life? I came back out for another five, six day vacation, the exact same experience. I was like, that's it, I'm moving. How many years ago was that? Oh, that was at the height of the dot bomb and I was in a tech industry, right? Uh -huh. People thought I was nuts moving out here. Um, I managed to find a job a block away from where I moved in. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, people were vacating the city left and right, and it felt a little nuts to move here. It was the right move for me. I found some great friends here, some great opportunities. I never would have known at the time that I would be doing this, right? Thank you so much, Eric. I wish you all the luck with the product and with the Kickstarter campaign and with the sales. I keep fingers crossed and we can let everyone know that they can check out more information at your website. That's bulls-i.com, yes. right? And that's also where they can find the Kickstarter campaign right now. It ends when? Uh, February 10th. It's a 30-day campaign. Okay. Um, we're looking pretty good right now and okay. looking forward to that going yes. through. Thank you so much. Thank you, Celia. This has been great.